Have you ever had a time in your life where you just feel like things are off? Like you, you look at your life and you think that this isn't right. I, I don't feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. There, there really, there's just gotta be more to life than this. I want to welcome you to episode six of God sized living. This is a podcast dedicated to discovering God's story for our lives. And this episode, I really want to come around three things. Uh, The first thing I want to come around is just meaning. I I find there's a lot of people in life right now who are looking at what's going on in their life and they just don't feel it. There's not a lot of meaning to it. I mean, we're going like 100 miles an hour, maybe faster than we ever have as a culture. And yet at the end of the day, so many people look back and say, what's what, what what actually happened? What, what's of value? What's of worth? I want to come around meaning. The second one is a big is a big one for me. I want to come around uh, the topic of alignment. Alignment is what happens when my gifts, my abilities, my passions really align with what I'm doing with my life. And again, when I talk to people, I find a lot of people aren't there. They're they're saying to me. Look, I, I look at what I love to do, and I'm not doing it. I, I look at what I, I really feel gifted to do, and, and I'm not using my gifts. Maybe just a small part of the gifts I have are actually being used. Why, why is that true? And then the third thing I want to come around is just the topic of purpose. Um, what is our purpose in life? You know, the writer of Ecclesiastes has always been one of my favorite in the Bible because he's asking that question of life. He's looking at life and he's saying, do you, do you find purpose? And I, I think that I've really come to believe that apart from really knowing, you know, what, what did God put us here for? We don't, we don't, and we can't ever truly find purpose. So we're going to be jumping into chapter two of the story of Daniel. There's a lot of insights in in Daniel's story that come around these three things that come around the idea of, of meaning and alignment and uh, purpose. So as we jump into chapter two, I want to kind of kind of start by going back just a little bit. Remember what the book of Daniel is about. Uh, Daniel is a book that that takes us to about 605 BC and, and really a, a tragic moment in the life of Israel. Remember with me that what, what's happened is uh, Israel has come under attack by the, the crown prince of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, he swept into Israel He's accomplished a decisive military battle and Jerusalem has fallen. And in that moment, uh, Daniel's life really is turned upside down. Uh, Interestingly, there's something happening in the news right now that I think works almost like an analogy to what we see when we read the Bible and the the story of Israel uh, at this moment in, in history. If you, if you watch the news right now, there's a story about a little town in Florida, Surfside, Florida, where a condominium has collapsed in an unprovoked way, not as a result of a tsunami, a hurricane, winds, tornado. No, you turn on the news 
and there's this great big multi-story condominium building and all of a sudden it just starts collapsing just i mean floor after floor coming down and the sad thing about this story is that as of this podcast there's about 112 people that have lost their lives they're still digging through rubble uh, they're still trying to find bodies but that's a lot of families that's a lot of funerals that's a lot of tears i want to acknowledge that and uh, and tell you uh, families we we really are we are praying for you but what but the question is what caused that building what what how did this happen how did this great big building just fall out of the sky and of course i think we know the answer to that there'll be studies done there'll be technical experts that come in and what they'll discover are probably a series of small cracks in the foundation uh, the integrity of the the building challenged to a point where finally after a lot of years the building falls down that to me is a perfect analogy to what we see happening when we read the story of israel 605 bc israel is this this city that has been built by God to, to serve the rest of the world, to take the gospel out to the rest of the world. As long as its foundation is solid, as long as God is its foundation, that city is unconquerable. There, there is no army in the world that can overcome Israel. Here's why. That army would have to go through God. But over the years, what happens? Decisions. Israel makes decision after decision after decision that cause it to become more and more and more like the world around it and its foundation's integrity is broken and in 605 the whole building collapses. Think about Daniel in this moment. He's about 14 years old. I want you to just picture uh, a high school freshman. Just picture a freshman. They've got their life in front of them. And they've been watching the people ahead of them. They've got dreams already. They've got goals already. Their, their lives are, have a focus and a, and a direction to them. And that, that's Daniel. And boom, in a second, all of that changes. And Daniel, remember, is dragged into Babylon. He's made a slave. He's put into this, this process, a three-year process to become a servant to the king. And every day, think about this, every day for three years, Daniel is waking up and he's saying, why God? This doesn't make sense to me. I don't feel like I'm doing what I was put here on the earth to do. My, my, my gifts, my talents, my abilities, my dreams, they're not being realized. I'm a slave. My life has no meaning. What is the purpose? What's the use of it all? And, and God is about to answer Daniel's question. Now I'm going to jump us into chapter 2. I'm going to read verses 1 to 5. I'm reading out of the English Standard Version. You can use whatever version you want to read out of or just listen in. But I want you to capture what's going on in this, this moment as Daniel is asking this question. Let me just read it. It says, in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams his spirit was troubled his sleep left him 
Then the king commanded the magicians, the enchanters, the sorcerers, the Chaldeans, be summoned to tell the king his dreams. So they came in and stood before the king. The king said to them, I had a dream, and my spirit is troubled to know the dream. Then the Chaldeans said to the king in Aramaic, O king, live forever. Tell your servants the dream, and we will show you the interpretation. The king answered and said to the Chaldeans, The word from me is firm. If you do not make known to me the dream and its interpretation, you shall be torn limb from limb, your house is laid in ruins. But if you show the dream and its interpretation, you shall receive from me gifts and rewards and great honor. Therefore, show me the dream and its interpretation. I want you to know what's going, I want you to just kind of watch what's going on here. God is at a place where he has stepped into the life of this king, Nebuchadnezzar, feels like he's on top of the world. He's the king of the, of the greatest reigning empire at that time. Babylon is expanding its footprint across the globe. And all of a sudden, God steps into his life and brings him this dream. And it disturbs him to the core. What, why is God doing this? Why is God doing this? Most of us read the story and we think in Disney terms. We think, well, here's why. Nebuchadnezzar's the bad guy. God's the good guy. The good guy comes against the bad guy and he brings in this disturbing dream. And if you read it that way, you're 180 degrees reading this story in the wrong direction. That is not what's happening. That's a good Disney story. But remember, Disney, that's about the magic kingdom. The Bible, that's about God's kingdom. These are two very different things. So I want you to remember this, that in God's kingdom, please hear this, every single soul matters. You're saying, are you saying Nebuchadnezzar? This guy doesn't even acknowledge God. He's a pagan. Now listen to me, in God's kingdom, every soul matters. God loves Nebuchadnezzar. He's disturbing him for a reason. He wants to bring Nebuchadnezzar to him. There's a word in the scriptures we just read that I think confirms that. I want you to hear the word. It's a Hebrew word, and the word is ruach. Ruach. The first time this word appears is actually in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, where we, we read that the ruach of God hovered over the waters. We interpret the, the phrase ruach with our English word spirit. It's actually the third person of the Trinity, namely the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit hovered over the waters. In this particular story, Nebuchadnezzar says, my spirit was troubled. Here's what's going on is God has sent his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's not a ghost. He's not an apparition. He's a person. And as, as the third person of the Trinity, it's the spirit who is disturbing the spirit of Nebuchadnezzar. He's reaching into him, soul deep, and saying, Nebuchadnezzar, what, what are you doing with your life? Now, Nebuchadnezzar is so disturbed by this dream 
that, that he makes a decision. He decides to bring his consultants into the room and he's going to put this dream in front of them, but he's kind of going to put it out of their reach. I want you to notice uh, who Nebuchadnezzar's advisors are. Uh, the words that are used here in our scripture are words like sorcerers, magicians, satraps. Who are these people? So, so these are people who are recognized in Babylon as, as, as the kind of the, the holders of the religious arts. They, they are believed to be able to discern what the gods of Babylon are doing or what they're telling the king. That, that's their job. In reality, what I believe is happening is these, these people, they are purveyors of the arts, but they are the satanic arts. They, they are in connecting to demons, not, 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 not good angels, demons. And so something has happened over the course of time. Nebuchadnezzar the king is recognized now, look, these advisors that, that always come into my room and tell me what the gods are saying, two things are true. Number one, they, they really don't care about me. I mean, they walk into the room, oh, king, live forever. They don't care whether I live forever. They, they don't even care about me. Probably hate them. Second thing Nebuchadnezzar has recognized is that when these practicers of the satanic arts walk into the room, Typically, they're telling Nebuchadnezzar what? What he wants to hear. Not what he needs to hear, but what he wants to hear. And so Nebuchadnezzar puts this dream out of their reach. And this is kind of interesting to me. Remember what he does is he invites him into the room. He says, look, I've had this horrible, nightmarish dream. And, and you need to do two things. Number one, tell me my, what my dream was. And then number two, I want you to interpret it. Well, they look at him. They're like, wait, wait a minute. This is not even a fair game. Who, how are we supposed to tell you what your dream was? Nebuchadnezzar says, this matter is firm for me. I've, I've made this decision already. If you can't do these two things, tell me my dream, interpret it. Here's what's going to happen to you. You're going to be torn limb from limb. The, the very households that you inhabit will be wiped off the face of the earth. Harsh, it tells you what kind of a, a man Nebuchadnezzar is, uh, what's going on inside of him. No wonder the Ruach, the Spirit of God, is challenging Nebuchadnezzar at this point in his life. Well, I want you to step up above all of this and, and recognize what's happening from Daniel's perspective. Daniel's been asking the question, who am I? Why am I here? Uh, I don't feel like my life has meaning anymore. What's getting ready to happen is God is going to answer that question. Why? Well, because Nebuchadnezzar's advisors can't. They can't interpret the dream. God is opening a door for Daniel. And there's going to come this moment where he steps into the room and, and God gives to him both the dream and its interpretation. And Daniel's going to have this aha moment where he goes, this is it. This is why I'm here. God hasn't abandoned me. 
He's put me here. He's given me some gifts and abilities that nobody else has. And he's calling me to use them for his kingdom's sake. Now, we're going to get into the actual interpretation of the dream next week. But I want you to allow just this, this scene, this moment, to raise up some questions for you. Questions worth asking. I want to give these to you. I encourage you to spend a little time this week thinking about them. So question number one. In your life right now, do you do you feel aligned to what God made you for? I, I want to start there. A couple of weeks ago, I gave uh, gave you a, an assignment to go look at one of my favorite verses of the Bible, Ephesians chapter two, verse ten. This is a verse of the Bible that reminds us that before the world even began, God created you, He created me, and He already set in place our purpose, and specific works for us to do. Think about that. Specific works for us to do. Here's what I want you to spend some time thinking about. Are you doing those works? Are you aligned to what God made you for? Are the things you, you're passionate about being lived out in your life right now? Or, or do you find yourself, like so many people I talk to, just kind of trudging through life? trying to make meaning of it, trying to find purpose in it. Are you aligned? It's question number one. Question number two may sound a little bit different, but I want to ask it, is God disturbing you? Is it possible God is disturbing you? Typically, we don't think of God that way. We think about, well, God made me put me here on earth. He wants me just to enjoy life. Uh, he, in fact, that's what he does is he, he, he helps make me enjoy life every day. Look, that, that's just not biblical. So, so what is biblical? Well, God did make you. He put you here on earth to serve his, his kingdom. And there's nothing greater than to walk with God as he turns this world upside down with his, his gospel. But what, I, what I'm saying to you is when we're out of alignment, quite often God will disturb us, sometimes through incidents that are just not working in our life, sometimes through people, people he puts in our life that remind us, really, is this, this what your life is supposed to be about? Sometimes it's, it's in our quiet time with God as we're just reading the word and thinking about what his calling is for our lives. But I want you to spend some time thinking about that this week. Is, is it possible that right now, is God disturbing you? Because if, if he is, he's calling you to re-examine your alignment with his purposes for your life. And then the, la the last thing that I, I want you to think a little bit about is just, again, what would it mean for you to step into the story that God has written for your life? Uh, that's the purpose of this podcast. I really do believe that so many of us are living what I call world-sized lives. They're little. Uh, at the end of the day, and we look back at all we've done, there's not much to it. God made you to really join him in turning the world upside down one soul at a time. And when you join God in that work, what happens will last for eternity. That's it for this week. I really do look forward to being with you next week. If this is helpful to you, I do. I want to encourage you. It really helps us a lot if you'll uh, subscribe to this, if you'll, you'll rate it, uh, if, you, if you'll maybe write a review on it. Uh, but, but 
try to connect this. I'm, I'm just encouraging you to connect this to somebody who you know who might need to hear these words. Until next time, I look forward to seeing you. God bless you and be with you. <laughs>